Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I am your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and we need more people that have the willingness, the desire, the determination to fight for what is true, to bring to you the truth about what's going on in this world when it comes to health and pharmacy and politics and and the politics of health specifically. You know, there's so many people talking politics nowadays, right? Everybody's talking politics. We got red and blue and we got, you know, the, the, the GOP debate just happened and Trump was on talking to Tucker and all this stuff, right? We got all that stuff. And it's just this big fat political theater to a large degree. But I believe, and I will always believe, I think, I don't know that this is ever going to change, that the politics of our health freedom may be the most valuable uh, topic in the political debate out there. And that came to light in a way like it never has before, of course, during the wonderful years of COVID, which seemed to be making a bit of a comeback, if you haven't noticed. And so no time like the present uh, to bring back to Vitality Radio, Mr. Robert Scott Bell. Welcome back. Jared, my man, thank you so so good to be on with you. Anytime I get together with you, I enjoy it. It's like, uh, um, you know, we resonate the, you know that health freedom message, and we've talked about each other's stories on our shows respectively as well. And uh, it's just it's just fun to have people on this journey that uh, don't cower in fear, that actually engage in in learning about what really has gone on historically and in the present, and helping people to prepare for what's coming, right? And and you mentioned the COVID crazy years we've been through. Um, these things, as, as bad as they've been because we've lost friends and family and loved ones, it's divided people along various lines of division. But at the same time, it's it's away, awakened people to uh, realize how much we are all being manipulated and how if we step back enough from it, we can come in, come back into it in a different way and, and, and find other people that we're aligned with that can support us on that journey. So we don't have to feel so terribly isolated and alone, which is kind of the plot of that movie, isolate you, make you alone, make you afraid and, and leave you there. And, and that's definitely not what we're all about. No. And it's an interesting thing. I, I've very much come to believe this, uh, next, uh, thought in, in ways that I never really appreciated prior to COVID-19. You can call it a pandemic. You can call it a pandemic. You can call it a scam. You can call it whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. We all lived through a surreal chain of events that I don't think any of us really saw coming the way that, we, the, the way that it unfolded. And um, what I learned more than anything is that there are challenges that come in life. We all have them right? And some seemingly more brutal than others. We've lost people. We've struggled with addiction. We've struggled with anxiety and depression and divorce and, uh, you know, death and all type, all types of things that we all get to deal with here. Uh, I had a friend when I was going through my, my divorce, uh, seven years ago, eight years ago, 
he says to me, Jared, you know, nobody gets out of this life alive. And I said, ain't that the truth, <laughs> right? We all struggle with these things. And yet, with every challenge comes an opportunity. I just simply refuse to believe that these things are here strictly to strip us of joy. I mm. believe that in these things, we can find more joy. We can find better and deeper relationships than we've ever had before. And I experienced that. I, I fell in love during COVID. I recently, very recently, a week ago, uh, yesterday, uh, as we're recording this, proposed to that woman at the top of a mountain in Switzerland. And we came from two very different places. And COVID-19, of all things, brought us together. And I found some of the most brilliant and beautiful and caring souls that I've ever found. Mm -hmm. You know, I do another podcast, Robert, that's uh, called the Dearly Discarded Podcast, yep. where I interview yep. injured people who are injured by these damn vaccines that they rolled out during COVID. Yeah. And I found some of those beautiful people in the world doing that podcast that have been damaged in ways that I can't, I can't relate to personally. Yeah. I know you can't relate to. And yet out of that darkness, they have chosen in many cases, not in all cases, some are still struggling mightily and physically, I think they're all still struggling, um, but they have found a depth of character that they probably didn't know they had. I've found some of the most beautiful, amazing people that were damaged by this that mm. have no logical reason, I guess, to stand up and say, I'm going to beat this thing because it's so it's been so devastating in their lives. And yet they are making me stronger as I watch their struggle because they just simply refuse to fall down. And it's yeah. been so beautiful to see how many people have stood up, found their heart, found their spirit in ways they never found it before and said, damn it, this isn't going to happen to me and I'm not going to stand for it. Yeah, the design is interesting, isn't it, that uh, we often don't come to these revelations and, and, and acknowledgments of deeper meaning and purpose in life until we struggle through something, a challenge that, uh, you know, we might have been going along swimmingly up until covid and been blissfully ignorant is the concept, right? Yeah. Uh, you can no longer be that, I don't believe. But the uh, the idea, of course, is that in those times of peril and challenge is when we have the opportunity to rise up and above it and, and triumph, if you will, even in the midst of a lot of suffering. And, you know, my journey, as I've talked about, was my overcoming my health challenges from the first 24 years of my life to, mm -hmm. to dedicate my life to do what I do. Uh, so it prepared me for the things that ha that occurred in COVID and prior to that, and even what we're about to face, apparently what they're trying to do is throw it back at us again, but with more people on our side, in our tribe, in our family, you know, these are uh, warrior spirits that we don't want to engage in battle needlessly, and we don't enjoy violence and bloodshed, but we also recognize that as our founding father said in this country, that we have to be willing to defend these fundamental rights that are theirs by our virtue of our very existence and creation. And we've had it so easy, and, and I don't mean to make judgment on anybody who's had a tough life, that's not what I'm saying, but relatively speaking in America, if you've traveled around the world to different countries, particularly what they called third world countries at the time, uh, you see the, the abject suffering as a daily way of life. You don't know if you're going to have a meal to get through the day. You're going to live through the day. When you see that, you realize, my gosh, these people are just grateful that they're alive. 
and yet we would complain, you know, the internet is a little bit slow today. Uh, and so perspective <laughs> is in order. Uh, and, and these tough times that have come on to our scene, so to speak, in America, and maybe even more to come, uh, maybe bring us back to what's really important in life, like finding love, uh, deepening relationships or making a new relationships. Now, uh, if, if you hear about Jared's uh, uh, marriage proposal story, uh, don't even try to compete. Yes, I, I would like, I wish I didn't know about this, but I'm not, I'm married for, uh, what, 29, almost 30 years now. So I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to do that again. But you, you joke about having practiced, having done it more than once, but still it was amazing. And I, and when everybody hears it, you're going to be like, oh my God, Jared, I love you. You know, I'll be fawning over you. But the, you know, the idea of finding love in the midst of perhaps the most awkward of situations where we were all told to fear one another, be frightened and isolate, et cetera. Uh, there's been a lot of good that has come out of it to your point. And, and I know that when we are going to be together at the, uh, your health freedom, Utah event that, that Christian, you'll talk with her about that. Uh, you know, one of the things we may want to bring up is how do we deal with those stresses, the anxiety, uh, the depression, all of these emotions that are extreme. And how does that relate to our physical health too? Because we know the microbiome plays a role, minerals play a role, fats play a role. And we can, we can go there too, which is fun for us because, you know, it's kind of, we spend a lot of our life learning that if we add up all the years we've been doing this, we've got a lot of knowledge between us to share at that event together, which is just fun to be able to hang out and bounce off one another with that. Yeah, absolutely. And you brought her up and I, I kind of skipped by her at the beginning, Kristen Chevrier. Uh, she is the uh, the lead lady, we'll say, behind one of the greatest organizations I've ever been a part of, Your Health Freedom uh, here in Utah. Now, this show that we're doing right now, uh, of course, I have more people listening to Vitality Radio podcast out of Utah than in Utah for sure. Um but I will tell you, you're going to want to hear Kristen's voice. You're going to want to feel the strength that that woman possesses, whether you're able to attend her event or not. And so this episode is dedicated to uh, what we're doing here in Utah uh, to fight for health freedom and specifically what her organization, Your Health Freedom, is doing to fight uh, for freedom and for truth and integrity uh, here in Utah. But I hope that it gives you a little bit of a nudge to wherever you are to also uh, pick up uh, what you've got available to you in terms of your weapons of uh, war. And of course, we're not talking about swords and guns here, but uh, the weapons that you have at your disposal to fight for our freedom where you are as well. We see uh, places very, very close by. If you just look at, uh, I heard somebody refer to it as uh, America's ugly top hat, uh, but Canada mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and what's going on there and what just mm -hmm. happened with Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you saw that crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, based on him just got to re-educate him, yeah. giving his opinion. Now they're going to yeah. put him in a re-education camp. Mm -hmm. uh, does that sound familiar? Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on here, and we are still in what would be, I think, uh, considered one of the most free countries in this world. Uh, but they're going to try and take away as many of those freedoms as they possibly can. And we, as we the, let them take away, it really is the bottom line. Yes, we the yeah. people must be uh, the impediment to the stealing of those freedoms. Robert and I are going to focus a little bit about on what we're going to talk about there at uh, Your Health Freedom. And of course, those uh, for those of you who, who won't be able to attend, uh, and I, you know, I had a woman, Robert, that listened to me talk about Your Health Freedom 
uh, symposium last year on the podcast. She flew in from San Diego to mm. to go to the event, and she was thrilled yeah. that she uh, that she made a little vacation out of it because the power in that room is is palpable. I mean, it's really yes. amazing yeah. stuff. Some great great people, and I feel incredibly honored to be one of the people on that stage with with some amazing voices. So you and I have discussed you know, what you just mentioned, the anxieties that many of us are feeling because it does feel like chapter two uh, in the COVID-19 book of yeah. horrors <laughs> is coming at us now. Uh, and yet, I don't know that we need to be anxious as much as we need to be prepared. What's your take on that? Yeah, I agree. The the It's interesting to see that they're doing this so quickly. And I talk about that with, with my producer about how how uh, much amnesia do they think we have, right? That we It's <laughs> right. not that long ago. You'd think they would wait a little bit, but they're increasingly desperate. When I say that, who, who's they? I mean, it's anybody who wants to exert power over you, wants to somehow enslave you mildly or, or significantly. And I don't like even mild slavery. But the deception is that they get you to volunteer in to be a slave uh, in this regard because they claim that they have the power over you. You get your power from them. And, and that's why, you know, on my show, I always remind myself and the audience that the power to heal is yours. It's theirs. It's mine. It's ours. And, uh, I didn't know that growing up in an allopathic world, you know, in the Western world that we're in where modern medicine has dominated our culture for a hundred years plus. And so I had to break free of that authoritarianism to see that I am connected to the source of all healing. And so when I come to the issue of anxiety or fear, I come back to a spiritual reality. And this is not telling people in terms of whatever the religious beliefs are or aren't. This is about our reconnection to, to the source that when we're afraid, it's usually that we're off course or we're somehow disconnected from that source. You know, if the, you get that, that, that essence of calmness and comfort when you feel God, the Lord, Jesus, whatever it is that you believe in, uh, present. And that when that doesn't, when you don't feel present in that state or, or, or a significant uh, reality, others will creep in with a message of fear. And, you know, and, and one of the most powerful method messages to frighten us over the last, you know, hundred plus years has been the germ. Quite mm -hmm. honestly, it's been our fear of the invisible. And that's because we abandoned things like homeopathy and naturopathy and herbal medicine, Ayurvedic and ancient Chinese medicines or traditions that recognize the germ isn't the thing that actually causes disease. It's the result of an imbalance and, and, and discomfort associated with a, a formerly healthy terrain. We're deficient in nutrients or minerals. We are overwhelmed with toxicological burdens, whether they be metabolic waste or environmental exposures. And so the more we've learned about COVID, it's absolutely still mirrors and meets that, even though arguably what they've done is engineered something very toxic and even engineered an injection that would, uh, through mRNA technology, deliver to our DNA a message, a signal to uh, pr promote the production of or synthesize these abhorrent toxic proteins that are called spike proteins. And this is something from an external source true but it's an alteration and an aberration of nature. It isn't what nature did. It's not what God did. It's what Arab, arrogant men, or perhaps women as well, within the medical or scientific fields and those that are uh, you know, colluding with them. Uh, and, and, and again, that is frightening, but it didn't have to be as frightening because the people who were vulnerable initially were just as we have said, uh, the elderly among us that were uh, had multiple comorbidities and were on multiple medications and were isolated in a very artificial, toxic environment as well, and put on 
artificial things to breathe that ended up killing them faster than whatever they suffered with. And then we look at oxygen carrying capacity. One of the scariest things that could ever happen to you is like, I can't uh, get air. That's an instant fear that's primordial. And, and then I look and say, all right, what kind of things have we learned to be able to relate? And that way you've been able to relate to your audience that enhances the ability not only of the, the lungs to work, but the blood to carry oxygen. You know, and these are the things like I've talked copper a lot recently about the oxygen carrying capacity of blood is not due to iron alone in the absence of copper. It can't do its job either. So I look at these explanations far beyond, oh, this is what they did to us. It's like, well, I don't care what they're trying to do to you or what they did to you, here's what we can do to counter it so we can get you out of fear and back on the road to recovery, healing, and growth again. Yeah, and that's the the interesting thing. You know, you brought up the comorbidities, and that was a big topic, you know, during uh, COVID and certainly will become one again. And it's an interesting topic because where do those comorbidities come from? I mean, how did these people get sick? How did these people become diabetic? How did these people get cancer? How did these people become 100, 150, 200 pounds overweight? Where did all of this stuff come from? Because it wasn't that they were old. You know, they talked a lot about the elderly, but the comorbidities weren't so much age as they were illness, right? We had people with heart disease. We had people with diabetes. We had people who were obese. These are the people who were being essentially taken out as sort of the last straw being COVID or really, in many cases, the COVID treatment that they received when they ended up in the Mm -hmm. hospital. Well, as we follow the medical advice of uh, our overlords or whatever you want to call them, uh, we get sicker, right? I mean, look at the food supply. I experienced something, and and I imagine you've probably experienced this. Um, You go to Europe, and so my my fiance, uh, she is uh, very intolerant to, uh, you know, wheat, gluten, that kind of thing. She struggles with it quite a bit. And when I met her, she was an absolute wreck uh, from a microbiome and digestive health standpoint. She's become much, much healthier uh, since then. But one of the things that she's done to become healthier is give up grain to a large degree, to almost a 100%. And yet in Paris, France, we ate baguettes and she didn't struggle at all. We ate croissants. And she didn't struggle at all. I have found that I struggle. I get a lot of inflammation with seed oils, which are ubiquitous in American uh, food. I don't eat seed oils uh, for that reason and for the purposes of just overall health, but especially for inflammation. And I found that I didn't have to avoid seed oils in Europe because they just aren't there, really. Everything's made with butter. And animal fats and things like that. Olive oil, if you're going to get an oil that's a vegetable oil, that was pretty much the thing. Uh, You'll see some palm oil and some coconut oil, but you're not seeing safflower and sunflower and canola and all these things. And when they do have canola oil in their products, Robert, they call it rapeseed oil, which is what it ought to be called. (laughs) Exactly. And we sat and we ate like kings for two weeks and didn't regret a bit of it. Because the food supply over there ain't what the food supply over here is. We have been led down a path of disease and illness from the food companies and the food supply. You know, the other the thing that my sweetheart is the most vulnerable to is corn. Try to avoid corn starch or corn syrup in American food unless you're making your own stuff. If it's packaged at all, you're going to find one of those two things or maltodextrin. Those three things, they're going to be in everything. 
they, they don't have it over there. It's not in everything. Why? Because it's not subsidized by the government, the supply of corn. We have it in our fuel. We have it in our food. It's everywhere. And of course, it's heavily sprayed with glyphosate, uh, which probably is the big issue more than the corn itself. And it's been, you know, it's been genetically modified, which who knows what that's doing to us at the genetic level. There's all of these things that just across the pond in London or France or Switzerland, where we were, people don't even have to worry about that stuff. And guess what? They have a much, much, much healthier population over there. We didn't do well with COVID in America. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But the food supply is one. The medical system, which is incredibly corrupt, is probably the biggest yes. one. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's really, really interesting because, as I said, with these comorbidities, that was done to us prior mm -hmm. to COVID being done to us, almost yes. as if there was a plan. Well, and that was the vulnerability, wasn't it? Our weakness, our chronicity, the thing that they would deny uh, that exists, or if it does exist, they profit from it by managing it. And of course, they disavow any knowledge of their uh, contribution or cause, you know, causal, uh, you know, uh, behaviors. I'm talking about the medical ones from injecting children at birth for something that they, they, they don't have and wouldn't normally get much less. They, they don't even have an immune system to elicit an antibody response for, but we move on through the management of diseases in childhood that didn't used to be a normal part of childhood. That was, uh, now chronicity, uh, is not for old people. It's for everybody. The moment you're born in the West with, you know, all of the exposures you've mentioned, uh, so how do we how do we manage this? We've got to strengthen our bodies, our minds, our spirits, and the connectivity of all of it. And recognize the free flow of energy allows for all of the uh, uh, the healing that we don't even have to think about because it, it's beyond our intelligence. You know this creation, this body. But if we have so many obstacles to cure, we got to remove those, not add yeah. to them. And and as they try to ramp ra ramp up this idea that we got a mask again, now the evidence is overwhelming that what the mask contain are numerous carcinogens and toxic uh, uh, outgassing components that you're breathing in, in addition to reducing your oxygenation, which is critical for function. Now you're adding in toxic components that devastate you in an acute and chronic manner. How is this something that we have to say no to? I mean, it, uh, what kind of absurdity are we dealing with here? And yet we're on the verge, perhaps, of them attempting it again. We've seen the trial balloons being raised. Uh, the current uh, president, I don't know if he's present in his own body, uh, saying that, you know, he wants more money for a new vaccine, this time one that works, <laughs> acknowledging <laughs> the one they have didn't. And and it doesn't matter if you've had COVID or not, we're going to give it to everybody again. It's like, do they not learn? And then the question is, do we not learn if we're going to continue to put people in office that that believe in the authoritarian medical monopoly as a way of life when it is a way of disease management, decay, degeneration, and death. Yeah, it, it is the uh, great cause of death in this country, the medical system itself. And so we, we do have to recognize these things. So then the question is, though, you know, it's an interesting thing. I think, Robert, if I've got your audience pegged, which I'm sure you do better than mine, your audience is probably a little more aware of some of this stuff, a little more in the know. Uh, you spend a lot more time talking about the politics of health and things like that, where I talk a lot about nutrition and how to optimize wellness a little bit more. And I throw in my mm -hmm. rants about this kind of stuff. And, you know, I had the honor, and it really was an honor, of someone joining my, my Facebook uh, community, my listeners community, uh, last week. I saw this message 
I think on the plane home uh, from uh, from my European vacation, and I got the biggest smile on my face. Uh, she said that she she found me and she found my podcast a few months ago, and she wished she had found it a few years ago because after she got caught up on the recent shows, she started listening to the very very beginning of the podcast. Well, interestingly enough, the very beginning of my podcast was also coincided with the very beginning of COVID. I talked a lot about COVID in those early days. And mm -hmm. March, April, May, those shows, she said she felt like she was on an island, that she was seeing yeah. what was really happening, but nobody around her seemed to understand, and that she mm -hmm. was made to feel uh, isolated and crazy in some cases. And she said if she had just had access to a podcast like mine, and of course she also didn't have yours, clearly, <laughs> but if she had just had access to a podcast like mine, uh, that she would have felt less alone and she would have had more um, ability to kind of stand up for what she believed was true, felt mm -hmm. a little bit more um, you know, community around her. And that made me feel wonderful that maybe I did provide a little bit of that support in the early days of COVID because this thing stunk so bad from the very beginning. And, you know, you and I didn't talk about it back then. We, we didn't have the relationship that we have now, but I have to anticipate that you were, you were smelling the same thing I was smelling, right? Oh yeah. When this stuff yeah. was wafting in the wind, we're like, this stinks real bad. We don't quite understand what's going on yet, but my gosh, does it mm -hmm. reek of corruption and lies and everything else. And yet most people were just absolutely caught off guard, which is understandable because yeah. people are just living their life, right? No, and they, they, they believed the authoritarian lives. They believed in the institutions that were out for their best interest, et cetera. Now, most, if you uh, have been, particularly if you've been injured, you realize that they weren't looking out for you. They lied to you. They deceived you. And uh, unlike those folks that are still deceived that might, you know, have derision toward us or bad feelings toward us, we're... I try to be as compassionate as I can be, as I know you are, to welcome everybody into this mix and say, hey, you know, you didn't know what you know, you knew. You didn't, I didn't know what I, I did. I mean, it, the thing is, we all get there eventually. Who knows when and, and what the time is right. So who am I to condemn anybody that doesn't know yet what I know or what you know? And so that's a big part of your message. I know, Jared, the compassion and the welcoming of everybody into this mix as well. And that you have a good, strong family type community that, that really cares for you, appreciates you and wants you to do well and to get better and all of that. Uh, so this is, again, part of our journey and our message uh, to bring that to light in the midst of, you know, looking around, scratching your head going, I don't know how they don't know what we know, but remember, we didn't always know it either. Right. Uh, so I, you know, I look back at the starting point, you know, my, my audience was playing drinking games during early COVID as I was talking about the scam of the PCR test. Every time I mentioned it, like, I drink again, <laughs> hopefully it was something good like echinacea or silver or something. But, um, the point is, yeah, I saw a pattern that had emerged way back in, you know, when I was studying this up in the early nineties, uh, learning to be a homeopath. And I saw these patterns of corruption, like the Fa Anthony Fauci's of the world under you know, the whole HIV construct of AIDS. And I saw what a scam that was, how it made no sense, the, the, their claims. And, and yet the same players were involved. And Fauci came out as the hero. Of course, now hopefully most people realize he was a criminal and is a criminal for what he's done. But he's not the only one. He's enabled by those that profit off of something that didn't exist in terms of mRNA injection technology, wrongly called vaccines, made hundreds of billions. I don't know if it gets to the T word yet. And they'd like that gravy train rolling on in, even though the MRNA has proved to be the technology disastrous as far as an injectable technology for the purpose of enhancing immunity or helping you protect you from any disease. So we have to go back to basics 
We haven't abandoned them, but we have to get stronger in our resolve to say, I've got to teach you. This is what has worked even before the COVID thing. It works now. We might have to do even better uh, in responding to it. And I think that's part of the process. And that's why the Your Health Freedom event that I hope everybody comes to uh, that can fit in uh, is there because a lot of the folks are bringing the latest in how we're responding efficiently, effectively, not abandoning our principles, but deepening the connection to those principles and applying them in unique ways, perhaps because we've never had to address synthetic injections that would force the body to produce aberrant toxic proteins, for instance, and what are they related to, how to counter it. I mean, these are the things we're doing every day. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting. I mentioned early uh, that there's an opportunity with all of these challenges that come into life, right? This is what I've been thinking about this a lot. And you and I talked about it a little bit before we started recording today. But I've been thinking about this a lot since I got back. I've only been back in town about five days. I had this big, beautiful two-week break of not paying any attention to what was going on in the world or the news. I was just focused on one person in one place. And it was amazing. So then I come back and there's this deluge of, you know, well, the, the masks are coming back and there's this and there's that. And, and you know, here and, and I mean, Robert, you and I knew this was coming, right? The question is, when when is it mm, coming? But right. it's going to come again. So no big surprise. Just I kind of wished I had had a little bit longer uh, of, uh, you know, <laughs> a little yeah. calm before the next storm, I guess. But it is what it is. So then the question is, OK, what's the opportunity here? And this is what I believe. And I really, really do believe this. They pushed their cards so far out onto the table mm -hmm. this last time. There were a lot of people throughout the entire process basically sitting on the fence. I really believe that. Yeah. There were there were kind of two sides, right? There was the side that was very, very pro everything they're feeding us, we're going to eat. And then there was the side that everything they're trying to feed us, we're going to regurgitate and spit right back at them. But there was this big group of people, the biggest group of people in the middle that didn't quite have a side. They just kind of went along with the thing and hoped that things had come back to normal. Mm -hmm. And then they did come back to normal, kind of, right, for a long time. It's been a year or so since things sort of chilled out. We, we went from uh, COVID to the Ukraine war. Uh, and you know, that, that was like the UK crane war stopped COVID, which was kind of weird. Cause you wouldn't think those two things could possibly be related. COVID <laughs> stopped the flu right now. Right. Yeah, COVID so, did stop yeah. the flu, but flu's back, yeah, which is good. Yeah. Welcome back flu. Right. So we have all this stuff that's happened and we've had this little bit of calm between storms here. And this is how I see it. I believe that that calm between the storms has given people that maybe refused to pick a side, maybe didn't look deep into it uh, like many of our listeners have, most of our listeners probably have, um, and were just happy that things had come back to normal. But now this comes out again, and they push this thing further like they, it appears that they will. Those people, a big bunch of those people are ready to pick a side. And I don't think they're ready to pick their side. I think they're ready to pick the side that we've chosen, the side of what's true, what's right, what is liberty, and how important is it to me that I'm willing to actually fight for it. Because now I think we have an opportunity to welcome our brothers and sisters um, in this country and on mm -hmm. this planet to the side of truth and to say, you know what, we're not going to do this again. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do this again. And that opportunity is in front of us, and I don't think we 
I think we're wrong to try and shove it down anybody's throat. That's not going to work. That's what's got people to this point right now is they're sick of having stuff shoved down their throat, no matter what place it's coming from. Um, but we can be the people that gently guide people to the information that they need to make the better and more informed decision. I think mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to welcome a lot of people onto yeah. the side of truth and right. And I believe that that is not the cause for anxiety. I think that's the cause for joy and excitement. And we won't embrace what they're shoving down our throats, but we will embrace the opportunity to welcome more people who will fight back and mm-hmm. and value freedom the way that we do. Well, and freedom of speech, that communication that uh, you're so good at that I attempt to, to let loose on every day, six days a week anyway, on my show. And we've been censored on numerous platforms and still are restricted to the point where they're trying to get us to self-censor, right? That's their idea. It's like, oh, we didn't yeah. say you couldn't say it, but they know that we know if we say it, they're going to take us down. Uh, so freedom of speech is one thing we got to recognize as one of the most valuable things that was given to us by our creator and that was enshrined into the Constitution as a First Amendment, protecting uh, something that was a right of ours that preceded government, and that government should not infringe on it. And uh, this is another aspect of, of you know, the fear of speaking out. It's amazing how many people during COVID would kind of whisper things, afraid that somebody was listening to them on their cell phone even oh, about yeah. what they believed. Yeah. Uh, and and if anybody lived under uh, like uh, the, the uh, occupation of the Soviet Union, whether you're in East Germany or the Eastern, uh, you know, the Baltic states, et cetera, they describe what is going on here and have for many years about the direction in America is moving more toward communism, collectivism. So uh, I'll plant a seed here for something we might be able to do for our Utah audience, uh, September looks like 19th, a Tuesday, maybe event, a health freedom event you're going to want to hear about in support of my good friend, Jonathan Emord, who's running for the United States Senate, Virginia. And you say, well, why? I'm not in Virginia. Does that matter to me? Well, you have a constitutional attorney who's beaten the FDA back a world record eight times. And Jared, you know firsthand how restricted you are from speaking freely because you have a store that sells dietary supplements. Right. And the moment, even if you link it scientifically to something that would benefit a health condition, you are immediately thought of as someone who's violating the law by regulatory authorities from the federal government on down to the state level. And it's an, it's an affront to our ability as adults in America to know that this product, this substance, this now can actually do something that could reverse something that they say is the exclusive domain of drugs that are approved by the FDA. And so having a Jonathan Emord in the U.S. Senate is going to be extraordinary for all of us here everywhere in the country or around the world, but particularly in the United States, where we can have that freedom of speech and dismantle the oligarchy, the regulatory state that first and foremost precludes us or stops us from saying what we really want to say, not because we're trying to deceive anybody, but because we have invested hundreds of hours, thousands of hours, years of of investigation to find out what actually helps people to get well and stay well. And we're not in that pharmaceutical medical monopoly that has owned and controlled our regulatory agencies for decades now that limits our freedom and that has led us down a path of great danger, as we've seen in COVID, comorbidities. The people that were lying on drugs to get well were the most vulnerable and the sickest and those that died in the, in the largest numbers. We've got to break that cycle. So, again, I plant that seed for something to pay attention to. Jared will be talking about it. I'll be talking about it. And we'll get together and do some more. But, yes, in the meantime, come to see Kristen's event. Your Health Freedom Utah is going to be amazing. The seventh is the big event, all-day event. We'll be, we'll be speaking, and uh, we'll have a booth. I'm sure you'll have a booth so yep. we can talk to people, answer questions all day, and you'll be empowered. So, yes, a number of events are always on ongoing and upcoming. 
I have to have an upcoming events tab on my page, robertscottbell.com, just so I know where I'm going to be. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. You have a great assistant to help you with that as well, and I'm looking forward to being together with you again. Well, it's exciting. We're actually going to share the stage. It'll be interesting. We're going to do, each of us will speak. We'll do a little Q&A there. It'll be something different than we haven't done before, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun, I'm sure. The, the, the goal here today, I think more than anything for you listening to this episode, is to recognize that... Yes, we have something coming down the pipeline again. It it is very clear that they're not done, uh, you know, and what, how much of that has to do with the election coming up or who knows what. I don't know. I know the, what their motivations are uh, largely, and that is to steal our freedoms. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really excited about having my freedom stolen, so I'm not going to stand for it. I'm pretty sure you're not going to stand for it. Is that right? No, we're, you know, we, we stood our ground, but we can do better. We can can always do better. And we remember what happened because it was very short time ago. Please don't pretend it didn't happen. Uh, It's hard. It's tough. I realize that it it means getting us out of our comfort zones again to have to stand up. It's like, we would rather, you know what? We just want to leave people alone, have them leave us alone. But now they're taking it to us to an extent where we realized they kept pushing us into a corner and a corner and a, you know, are you willing to do that again? And that is a question. It's a serious question. Look in the mirror and ask and, and make it a spiritual uh, question. Ask God, what am I yeah. to do in this, in this game? What is right? As opposed to what we thought was right was being a good little citizen and going along to get along yet finding out that we lost so many freedoms and it's very hard to get them back. And even though we've gotten some level of freedom back is it an illusion. If we you know, are vulnerable again, this time around, or have we learned Are there enough of us willing to go, I know you're not afraid. I know you're not afraid. I'm not afraid. And I'm not going to pretend I'm afraid anymore. And I'm not going to stay quiet. And yes, it may be uncomfortable again for those of you who don't like to do this. But it's a lot less uncomfortable, shall I say, to, to be uncomfortable in freedom than it would be to be comfortably imprisoned in your own home due to things we haven't even talked about today and uh, certainly things we can we can bring up on future shows. Absolutely. And so, yeah, w- when it's all said and done, what I hope you leave today's uh, show with is uh, uh, maybe two things. One thing is that you're not alone. If you believe like what we're like, what we believe, what you're hearing here, um, there is an army of people that believe this way. Uh, we have lots of people listening to these shows. There are shows bigger than ours that have lots of people listening and paying attention and understanding what's going on out there. You're not alone. Now, some of us, many of us were made to feel alone. Uh, I know. I know that my my sweetheart uh, felt like she was alone in her family uh, when all this came down the, the line. Now, thankfully, I wasn't alone in my family because my family, a bunch of weirdos like me, raised in a health food store and everything else. <laughs> uh, and so I was fine that way. I didn't really have the familial stuff that a lot of people had, but uh, she did and many people did. And, and you were made to feel isolated. And there's a reason for that. They love people to feel isolated, but you're not alone. There are millions of your fellow Americans and uh, and citizens of the world that feel this way, millions and millions and millions, way more than you think there are. Uh, and so, don't feel alone. Don't allow that to be part of the part of the plan that works for them. I'll say. And more than anything, don't feel what I think they want us to feel: isolated and anxious. And we get to choose. We really get to choose. Did you know that you can choose to not feel anxious? Did you know you get to choose to not feel isolated? 
And that is true. And if you need help understanding how to do that, stay tuned. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot on Vitality Radio over the next little while on mental health and how to take charge of your mental health, uh, tips and tricks and processes that you can go through to really sync up with your soul and figure out how to be emotionally free, uh, even when you feel like uh, things are being unfairly shoved down your throat. Uh, we'll mm -hmm. be talking a lot about that at Your Health Freedom. We'll be talking a lot about, about it a lot about it on Vitality Radio, and I know that uh, on the Robert Scott Bell Show, uh, a lot of that uh, comes up as well. Robert, before I let you go, will you please share with my listeners that enjoyed hearing your voice today how they can hear it more and uh, what mm -hmm. you're doing uh, right now on, on your side of the microphone? Yeah, two hours a day, Monday through Friday. Uh, it's uh, 3 to 5 Eastern Time, noon to 2 Pacific, and then we do a Sunday conversation. Now, we've transitioned our Sunday broadcast to kind of a spiritually oriented conversations about people of, uh, and their faith and what brought them to it. It's not preachy and proselytizing. It's just a human thing to learn about people, what what lights them up. And that's been fun too, in addition to our focus on health on all levels, physiological to emotional, mental, and yes, even economic and, and spiritual issues as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, right now, obviously, we're going to be talking a lot about the impending, if you will, uh, COVID 2.0 or whatever they're going to try to bring back and, and mask and distancing. And we'll continue uh, trending in that direction if we need to respond to it. We've got a new Substack article out about uh, the masks and the toxic components within them so that you don't even need a religious belief against masking to say, hey, you know what? I'm against cancer. <laughs> I'm not wearing it. <laughs> that, yeah. that should be enough. But uh, those kinds of things will pop up. We're very, because it's on every day pretty much, it's, it's very much responds to what's in the news cycle as well as wide variety of guests that are i sometimes i don't even know till i show up who's on the show today super don my producer and we have a great time with it and and jared i'm looking forward to having you back on again soon and talking about all the things that are you know we share a passion about health freedom healing liberty etc so grateful for you my friend i can't wait to see you at your health freedom before and after whenever we can get together shout out to Kristen chevrier and i appreciate you come on over to robertscatbell.com sign up for newsletters absolutely free and we'll we'll keep bringing that power to heal back where it belongs. And we'll link to all of that stuff in the show description. So if you're driving down the road, listening to this, it's all in the show description. You link over to his show. You can link over to the Substack. We'll get it all there for you. And uh, thank you, Mr. RSB, the one, the only, uh, for joining me on Vitality Radio. And thank you so much for listening to me. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair. our awesome music is by brian bob young support vitality radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on apple podcasts youtube or your favorite podcast source don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.